Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad to have you all here. I'm excited about tonight. And uh, Holy Spirit is, too. He's got um, great plans for us here tonight. Um, I wanted to give a few announcements. First of all, if there's anyone that hasn't been here before, maybe um, the bathrooms is right out the door to your right. Um, and also, there's several people that's been asking about the, um, the um, South Carolina Women's Conference in September. The registrations will not be available until the end of June. But you can go ahead and register, um, get your hotel, just call to um, Kingston Plantation and let them know that you're with the South Carolina Ministries, the IPH Church, and um, where you'll get your discount. And early registration is um, August the 25th is $60. Also, the fall fling, um, is um, this October 14th, and it's going to be here at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Um, there'll be more details to be sent out soon. Um, so, Miss Quick said, mark your calendars. And I think that's all for the announcements. Um, and I know y'all ready for the door prizes, so we're going to go ahead and start on those. Okay. Can I get my two ladies? Fourteenth um, of October. Forty-two. Twenty-six. 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 Twen
39, I've already drawn. 39. Oh, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't. <laughs> 35. Yeah, just five. It's just five. It's just five right now. You, March will be ten or no more. Plenty in March. Offering up, um, Miss Debbie. Oh, there she is. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is a women's celebration, and I never had a celebration without some noise and some smiles. It ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party never. All right. I want to read a scripture. You feeling it? Because you know I feel them. I, I, I'll go right there with you anytime. Don't start it. Hallelujah. Start it so we can all join in. I am going to read Isaiah 46, 9, and 10. Um, you may not think it has anything to do with an offering, but I believe it does because as oftentimes as Pastor um, Tim says that the 10% is just your obligation. That's, that belongs to God. And the 90% is your free will. And so let's see what we can do to impress God. Do you ever think about how could I impress God? I often think, how can I impress God? And I think the greatest way to impress God is how you praise him and how you thank him. I think he's impressed by you. Don't that make you smile? You can impress God. Stephen impressed God so he stood up. He was sitting down at the right hand of the Father. But when Stephen looked at his enemies and said, Father, forgive them, Jesus got up and said, oh, he sounds like me. <laughs> and I believe that's what the Lord does when, when we do what he says and when we obey him. I think, oh, he says, oh, they do what I do. So the Bible says, earnestly remember the former things which I did of old, for I am God. And there is no one else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end and the result from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand. I will do all my pleasure and my purposes. So God already knows what's in your pocketbook right now. And he already knows what you're going to give. 
So I want you to just take some time and ask the Lord, how can I impress you tonight? How can I give my free will? Because I know all of us are tithe payers and we give God what's his. But how can we impress him tonight and give him a celebratory offering on this celebratory day that we're celebrating God? Because he's worthy. So I'm going to just get you a minute, give, give you a minute to just think about that. How can I impress God with my offering tonight? Give earnestly, give cheerfully, and you will impress him. So are you ready? Let's stand. We have push pay if you... If you had already decided you was going to give something and, and just that little word of encouragement, like, oh, I want to add. Free feel to do it. Or dig a little deeper. Father, we just want to bless you because you are worthy. We celebrate you, Jesus, because you are God, and besides you, there is none other. So, Lord, we offer these gifts to you. We'll do it in your precious, wonderful name. And we say yes. And we say amen that you declare the beginning from the end. And everything that you say happens. Everything that you do is done. And we say thank you for blessing our seeds tonight, Lord. I pray that every woman that gives cheerfully that you will give back to her a hundredfold. Lord, we're so glad that we get the opportunity to impress you because you impress us every single day of our life. When we wake up with brand new mercies, we're impressed by God. So thank you for the opportunity that you have given us tonight to bless you and impress you. We give you praise and we give you honor and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Come joyfully with whatever you have given to the Lord because he has given unto you. Amen. You can come. Buzz. I have them up. They were left at the front.
How good is it to hear her blow that, right? <laughs> amen, amen. Well, we're assembled here tonight, Father, in your presence, and we count it a great honor, a great privilege. Father, the theme of this evening is it's time to push because we know that each one of us is carrying something that you have placed inside of us. And it's time for us to bring that into fruition, Lord. You have planted the seed, Lord Jesus, and you will give us the strength to bring that to bear. We know that anything is possible with you, God. You are the God of the breakthrough, and you are helping us to break through in all areas of our life. You are a limitless God who enables us to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, according to your us and you are an awesome God mighty holy lovely and beautiful in all your ways we count it a deep honor and privilege to lift up the name of Jesus in this house today thank you father in that name we pray amen come on ladies let's get ready to worship him you don't have to stay in your seat if you don't want to let's worship Jesus there is no shadow that has ever overcome your life and there is no rival that could ever stand against your mind you've always been with us every battle you've already won oh we've already There is a kingdom that's advancing at the speed of light, and in his kingdom, every dead thing is bound to rise. Oh, God, our Redeemer, he is faithful to revive. He is faithful to revive. Oh, he Oh, 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 oh. 
let's put our faith into action tonight. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Now all of my fear, I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment. Show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can do. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me what else he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. It's possible. But if you believe that, lift up a shout of praise. Oh, we believe it, Father. We believe that anything is possible, Lord. It's all possible in you, Lord. We believe it, Father. We believe that everything is possible. Hallelujah. And those things that weigh on our hearts tonight, things that look like impossibilities, we lift them up before you as we lift our hands. And we say that we know that you are able to do so much more than we've ever thought you could. You are able to supersede our greatest expectations. You are able to surpass our wildest dreams. Father, if you place it inside of us, it's not too big. It's not too impossible for it to come to pass. We trust you, Lord. We trust in our limitless God. There is none like you, Father. I'm not holding back 
dreams in some of you tonight. He's given you the courage to dream again. You give me courage to dream once again. I find a new song and a fire deep within. I'm not holding back. I'm not holding There is no one. 
Yeah. 
Such an awesome God. 
sweet. Don't really want to leave. <laughs> Desiring others to truly know him. For others to work in the call. For others to work on the... Never mind. Eggs out the last one. I'm so sorry. I messed up on my typo. But desiring others to truly know him. That's who Sharon is. If you don't know her. So I, I want y'all to help me welcome Sharon Quick to the... presence of the Lord is so strong in this place and he is so good and he is so faithful. Tracy, thank you for your kind words. But if you see anything in me, it's because of Jesus. I cannot go any farther without sharing about the goodness of the Lord. Today was a long-awaited day for our family. Today was the day that doctors decided to do surgery on a cancer that they deemed inoperable. And at every stage of the surgery, they reserved the right to stop and to not go any farther. But because of the goodness of our God, <laughs> because 
because of the goodness of our God, a tumor that tried to take the life of my baby sister is no longer in her body. A tumor that was wrapped around arteries and veins and other parts of her anatomy is gone completely. Nothing left. What the doctor said in the beginning could not happen. The Lord God stood up and said, watch me. And because of that, Sheila is free today. No more chemotherapy. No more radiation. They didn't even have to do everything they thought that they were going to do. Thank you, Father, that she is the healed of the Lord. We give you praise, oh God. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And whatever circumstance in your life has looked hopeless, whatever circumstance and situation in your life where man has said it can never be any different, nothing can ever change, you watch and let the Lord God Almighty show himself mighty in your situation. He is no respecter persons. What he's done for one, he will do for all because of his great love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. When I was thinking about this service tonight, I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this with you. This is a safe place. We are in the presence of the one who loves us more than we can ask, think, or imagine. He has been telling us in service after service that he is wooing us. That means that he is desirous of our presence. Not only us being desirous of his presence, but he is desirous of our presence. Despite our shortcomings, despite our failures, despite our successes, despite what we look like, despite our mistakes, nothing about us changes the truth that he loves us. And he wants us to be in his presence as much as we want to be in his presence. This night is a God-ordained opportunity that God has made available to us to come into his presence unafraid, unencumbered, just as we are, with faith, with questions, with joy, with sorrow, raw and real. The King of glory has extended his scepter to us this night and has granted us access. And you might be saying, well, Sharon, why didn't you get up before praise and worship and say all that? Why say that now? Because as we continue to go through this night, the praise and worship that we've done is just the entrance. The Father is continuing to draw us. I have great expectation in my heart and in my spirit tonight that God wants to do something very special, something supernatural. And for each of us, that will look different. But we say yes and amen to whatever the Lord wants to do. So the Lord has been downloading in me since January. 
and in the last few weeks it has just accelerated, accelerated about being in the birthing room, about pushing and pressing. So I'm an analytical person. So I've been doing a lot of searching on definitions and all of that kind of thing. And all of us, we're pretty intelligent in here. All of us know what birth is. We know what it means to push. We know all of those things. But the Father wants to take us to a deeper place. He wants to take us beyond just our head and just our intellect. And he wants to us to allow him to shift us in the spirit tonight. What God is doing at Northview Harvest Ministries right now is just amazing. But every service that we come, God is just drawing us a little closer and a little closer. And then sometimes he moves us like a whole bunch during one service. And then maybe the next service, it's just a little bit. But it's steady increase, 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 drawing us and wooing us into everything that he has for us. These services are not just so that we can come and have a great time and say, man, wasn't that an awesome service? Because they are awesome services, but they are services with purpose. The purpose is so that we can go out of these doors and be his ambassadors to the territory that he has given each one of us individually. So lest I get ahead of myself, let me slow down. Now, when I started thinking about all of this, when you start thinking about the birth process, all of you ladies in here that have had children, it's a walk in the park, right? No big deal. It's something that you'd want to do every day. Not. Being in the birthing room, being in the birthing process is not pretty. It's hard work in the natural. And if it's hard work in the natural, then it also means that it's hard work in the spirit. Because as the natural goes, so does the spirit. As the spirit goes, so does the natural. Our pastors have done an incredible job of teaching us that, of opening our eyes that we're just not in this natural realm, but everything in this realm affects that realm, and everything in that realm affects this realm. So if it's hard in the natural, you better believe it's going to be hard in the spirit. It's not going to be easy, and it is not easy. So then I started saying, well, Lord, you know, we got to have some scripture to go along with this idea and this thought. And so I started looking up, you know, individuals that birthed things in the spirit. So look up some more keywords. Look up some more keywords. And then the Lord just started downloading into me. In Luke 19.37, we see where Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. Verse 37 says, Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. So this is a joyful time. 
there's great joy being released in this time. But then, in the very next section, after they say all their praises and everything, now in verse 41, we're talking about Jesus. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. So we're going from all of this praise and all of this rejoicing, this amazing time, and Jesus sees the city of Jerusalem and he weeps over it. Now I've read that verse a lot. And I've always thought about God's compassion, about the compassion that the Lord had when he looked at Jerusalem. But until this study, I never really thought about the fact that when he began to shed tears over Jerusalem, he was beginning a birthing process. He was beginning to birth the plan of salvation. We were just at the very cusp of it. And then I also thought it was interesting that right after he weeps over Jerusalem, then he goes into the temple and he cleans it out. So it was like the Lord was saying, yes, there is tears and travailing and birthing, but then there's also that time where you're, um, what did Pastor talk about this past weekend? When you're swallowed up with the anointing, and he went in and he just cleared the place. And sometimes the Spirit of God has to rise up within moms and women of God. When we see what's going on with our children, when we see what's going on in our family, when we see what's going on in our workplace or our church families, and that righteous indignation rises up within us and says, hold up, you will not come one step farther and that's what the Lord was doing when he went and he cleaned out the temple he was like you will not disrespect my house like this this is the house of the Lord and sometimes that indignation has to rise up within if we say rebellion will not come any farther the prodigals will not run any farther away from the Lord disease and infirmity will not overtake the people of God we can't just be passive about it Jesus didn't go in the temple and just tap over the table. Now, now, don't do that. That's not nice. Please. He went in there and he showed his authority. The authority of the Lord God Almighty was released in that temple, even though they did not understand that that was what was happening. And sometimes when we're birthing, it is a release of the righteousness, the authority, and the boldness of God. So we can go straight from the tears right into the authority. Maybe there's a reason that God made women so emotional. <laughs> In birth, the birthing process, you're joyful and you're happy. And that contraction hits, <laughs> then you're joyful and you're happy. All about women. So then I was thinking about Esther. Now, there's not just one verse in Esther that you can read when you start thinking about birthing. We always talk about Esther when we're talking about for such a time as this. But this was a whole process. 
And when you have time, go back and read Esther and watch. You know, she had to go through the preparation season before she was chosen by the king. Then her uncle was going through all of this stuff. Then the decree was written that the Jews were going to be killed. And Mordecai's like, Esther, you got to help us. And Esther's like, wait a minute, the king hadn't called me into his presence. What am I supposed to do? And so Mordecai's talking to Esther. And then Esther becomes greatly distressed when she finds out what's going on. Often in the birthing process, there's a distress that happens because we realize that things aren't quite the way they need to be. And so that distress pushes us to action. It pushes us to see beyond where we are to the place that we need to be. And that's basically what happened. The Lord started downloading into Esther a plan. And so, despite the fact that the king had not invited her, he went into her presence. He um, extended his scepter towards her and was is like, what do you want? And she said, I want you to come to a banquet along with um, Hattic. And so, basically, long story short, because of Mordecai's travailing, and because of Esther's travailing and being willing to hear the voice of the Lord for a plan of action, the Jews were, um, they didn't have to be put to death like it was planned. And God moved mightily in that situation. And that's where we get that phrase that Esther was prepared for such a time as this. Sometimes that's what birthing is. It's a preparing of us for such a time as this. Let's think about Hannah in 1 Samuel 1. She wanted a baby so badly. And so she would go to the temple and she would pray and she would weep and she would cry with such intensity that people thought she was drunk. That's some pretty serious travail and pushing and pressing because she knew what she wanted. She had that desire for a child. And she was willing to go before the Lord God Almighty. And it didn't matter what anybody thought. It didn't matter what anybody said. Because they said things to her about it. It didn't make her stop what she was doing. She just kept pressing. And she kept pushing. And what happened? Samuel was born. And he was put into the service of the of the Lord God Almighty. Then let's talk about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Sometimes we don't think about the travail that went on for Jesus in that garden. I mean, after all, he is God. So there's a part of our humanness that just says, "Well, God does what God does." But Jesus was fully man. And he went in that garden. He agonized. And he prayed. And he wept. And he finally came to the point where he could say, Not my will, but thine. Sometimes birthing is getting to the place where we can say, Not my will, Father, but yours. Whatever you want, however you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. 
let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He was really praying the Lord's Prayer. What about the believers in the upper room? So they've just gone through this traumatic event where the Savior has been horribly crucified and he's been put in a tomb with this big old rock in front of it. Have you ever really taken the time to think the sorrow, the dismay, the confusion? To follow Jesus, these individuals were daring to believe and to take hold of a truth that so many other people refused to take hold of. They had their rituals, they had their laws, they had their prophecies, they had their scripture, they had the way that they did things, and the belief that they had. A king was going to come and deliver them. This man did not look like a delivering king, but they grasped the truth in the spirit. And so they dared to believe that even though this man didn't look anything like they expected, that he really was the delivering king come to set them free. And now all of their hope has been crashed. I've thought a lot about the tears that were shed, the questions that were asked, the utter numbness and confusion that they must be feeling. But then, all of a sudden, the news comes that he is risen. And they actually see him. And some of them get to spend time with him. And then he goes to and tells them, go to Jerusalem and tarry until the promise comes. Talk about up and down and up and down. They've been in the utter depths of despair. And now hope is born because the Savior has told them to go and wait for the promise. So they go. And day one passes. And day two passes. Passes, passes, passes. Until in the end, where there had been thousands, now there's how many in the house? A hundred and twenty. Only a hundred and twenty were willing to press through, to push through for the promise that had been given. Any of those believers, any of them that came in contact with God, with Jesus, any of them could have been in that house. It was extended, the invitation was extended to everyone. Go and tarry and wait for the promise. But only 120 out of thousands decided to press through. Now, and they're, they're in that house day and night. And they're not just sleeping and they're not just chilling and they're not just fellowshipping. But they're worshiping and they're praying. And they're sharing scripture. And they're pressing hard into God. And they're seeking his face. And they're crying out for the promise that the Lord Jesus Christ said was going to come. They weren't just passive about it. They were active in this thing. They were involved in it. 
the Lord said that there's a promise so I'm going to push through and I'm going to press through until I see the fulfillment of the promise can you even imagine what it was like they're in this prayer meeting they're worshiping and they're praying and the word is being shared and all of a sudden the wind what is that do you what is that tongues of fire and all of a sudden they're speaking in languages that they don't even know the fulfillment of the promise has come because they were willing to press and that they were willing to stay they were willing to tarry they were willing to disregard what anybody else said maybe the other believers didn't go were like y'all crazy blah 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 they're saying this and they're saying that all this stuff is going on but they're like I don't have time to listen to you Jesus said that a promise was coming so I am going after that promise you go do what you want to do but I'm telling you right now I'm going after the promise it doesn't matter what it costs it doesn't matter what it looks like it doesn't matter how far I have to go it doesn't matter how long I have to stay it doesn't matter how many of you I have to stand up against the Lord said that the promise was coming so I am going after the promise and I'm going to birth that thing I'm going to press through I'm going to push through just like that woman when she touched the hem of his garment she didn't care how much of a crowd she had to go to she wasn't even supposed to be there and she wasn't saying excuse me sir excuse me ma'am she was like she's down there and she is bullying her way through there I've got to get to his robe I've got to get to the hem of his garment if I can only get there I'm going to press I'm going to do whatever it takes I've got to get here because I know if I can touch his him then everything is going to change and that is what the Lord is saying to us in this time and in this season if we're willing to press if we're willing to push if we're willing to say I don't care what you think about it I don't care that you don't understand but I've heard the promise of the Lord I heard the word of the master and it doesn't matter what you're going to do but I am going to follow I'm going to press I'm going to push because I know that there's a promise and God is going to birth something out of this Father, give us ears to hear, Lord Jesus. Give us ears to hear, Father. Holy Spirit, plow the ground of our hearts right now. Plow the ground of our hearts right now. Give us revelation that we've never had before, oh God. Give us revelation that we've never had before, Lord Jesus. Help us grasp a hold of the promise tonight, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. So we know that there's all kind of births. There's healthy births. There's miscarriages. There's stillbirths. There's breach births. There's births that appear healthy and then problems arise. There's traumatic births that survive. There's traumatic births that don't don't survive. There's abortions. There's all kind of births. And sometimes we know the reason for a particular birth. 
and sometimes we don't. Why is this baby born healthy and this one is not? Why does this baby push through and is perfectly fine and this baby pushes through but maybe they have issues for a lifetime? We could get really, really deep right here, but here's what I'm gonna say. The Father wants us to have healthy births in the spirit. And sometimes we have to be willing to go to a place that we've never been and do things that we've never done and put aside things that maybe we even love and take a hold of things that are not so comfortable to us to be able to birth a healthy spiritual birth. When you're pregnant with your child in the natural, you take prenatal vitamins, you go to the doctor, you don't drink caffeine, there's certain foods that your body won't let you eat anymore. There's all of these kind of things that you do because you want a healthy birth. So if it's true in the natural, it's true in the spirit. But I enjoy that activity so much. It's not simple, there's nothing wrong with it. Maybe there's not, but if you're not doing that activity, do you have more time to be in the presence of the Lord? Do you have more time to seek his face? If you're willing to give up this activity, can you serve in a certain way in the church that doing these activities won't allow you? There's nothing wrong with it. It's not sinful, but it's a matter of priority. How hungry are we? How truly desperate are we? I have to tell you, I stood right over there last Saturday and I heard words coming out of my mouth that I didn't even know were going to come out of my mouth. And I looked at the person that was with me with tears streaming down my face and I said I'm tired of just doing what I've always done I love Jesus I am hungry for his presence for his power for his spirit but the reality of it is it's easy to say it it's harder to live it out. Because if I'm going to live out what I say, that means that I'm going to have to make some sacrifices. I had a pastor one time tell me, it's not about better, it's about best. And it's not about that bad, it's about what pleases the heart of the Lord. We can do lots of things that aren't that bad. We can do lots of things that aren't bad. We can do lots of things that are not sin. But how many times do we choose to lay down those things that make us comfortable and those things that bring our flesh pleasure and we say, I'm going to deny myself so that I can position myself at the feet of the Father. How many times do we do that? In the natural, when we give birth, we are out of our comfort zone. 
We are totally exposed. Nothing is hidden. Your body is doing things you never knew it could, and your body is being affected in ways that you never dreamed possible. And the pain. Do we need to even say anything else about the pain? So if that's true in the natural, then in the spirit, you're out of your comfort zone. You are totally exposed. Nothing is hidden. The Lord is challenging you in ways that you never imagined. This birthing thing is costing you more than you could have ever dreamed. And the pain, it's painful. But it's pain with purpose. That has been ringing in my spirit for the last little bit. Pain with purpose. Society wants to tell us that, you know, we should take on the victim mentality because of all the pain we've been through. And we should make sure that everybody feels sorry for us because of all of our pain. And we should milk that pain for everything that we can. But the Father wants to take that pain and give a purpose. The enemy means for it to destroy us, but the Father means to bring us to a place of victory and a place that we can help other people. So some of you may be saying, how does this apply to me? I'm not up for all this birthing, pressing, pushing, all this stuff you're talking about. I mean, like I saw that woman up there and she's, ah, I do not want to do that. I'm quiet. I'm unemotional. I don't even know about all this stuff. I wasn't raised in this kind of atmosphere. I like what I see, but it makes me nervous. So I just want to watch. I, I don't want to participate. I just want to see all of y'all do it. Because I get the residual from it. Y'all do it all. And, and let me just explain experience the residual of it. I'm good with that. Well, what does the Bible have to say about our reasons? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You may be quiet, you may be unemotional, but you're also a new creation. That means you don't have to be the way you always were. Acts 19.2.10 says, 2 through 10 says that when Paul came to the people at Corinth, he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, we've not as much heard that there's a Holy Spirit. And he said, then what were you baptized into? And they were like, into John's baptism. And he said, look, John did indeed baptize with a baptism of repentance. But listen, there's something even better. There's something more. And when they heard that, there's more. There's more than I've already experienced. When they heard it, they gladly received. They didn't run away from it. They weren't afraid of it. It didn't make them nervous because they trusted the giver of the gift. If we trust the giver of the gift, then we know that what he's given us is good. It's nothing that's going to hurt us. Now, I do need to caution us that we see in Psalms that when David danced before the Lord, he was undignified. And he did it on purpose. 
because he wanted to show his love for the Lord God Almighty and it didn't matter to him what anybody thought, said, whatever. So sometimes, even if we think that it's going to take us out of our comfort zone, look guys, I don't like everybody's eyeballs on me to tell you the truth. But I'm willing to do it because I know I've heard the word of the Lord. And as long as I'm walking in the anointing, then I will be uncomfortable for him. And so sometimes our praise needs to be uncomfortable for us. Sometimes our worship needs to exact a price that we aren't really willing to pay. But we're willing to say, Lord, this is not comfortable to me. I don't like it. I don't even want to do it. But because I love you more, I will. I want you to understand that I am not putting you in a box and I'm not putting God in a box. Your response to God is very personal. Your worship is your worship. But we need to be honest. And here's the question that I heard the Lord ask. Am I resistant to God's move because I don't want to look some kind of way? I don't want people's eyes on me. I don't want to be undignified. I don't want my hair to be messed up. I don't want my makeup to run. I don't want people to think I'm one of those holy rollers. On and on and on, our reasoning can go. But this is the other question that I heard the Lord ask. If that is true in the spirit at church, let's think about the natural for a minute. I just said that I'm quiet, I'm unemotional, I don't want people looking at me. But when we're at our children's ball games, or we're at the ball game of our favorite team, are we loud? Are we very expressive? Are we not caring what people think about how we portray our delight for whomever we're rooting for? How did we act in our BC days? Maybe that's enough said, but it's something to think about. And I'm not being sarcastic, and I'm not being judgmental. But we are at a time and a season where the excuses have got to be put to rest. If we're truly hungry, if we truly want to see the move of God, then we've got to be willing to put all of that stuff aside. We say that we're hungry. We say that we understand that God loves us. Then if we understand that God loves us, then we understand that anything he's asking us to do is for our good and his glory. He's not a dictator. He's trying to get us to a place that is beyond our comprehension. He wants to get us to a place where signs, wonders, salvations, healings, prodigals coming home, deliverance is the everyday thing. Because the word of God said that when Jesus went back to be with the Father, that greater things would be done than... So if greater things are going to happen now then whose hands and feet are, is he going to use? Yeah. 
It's us. We are part of the greater things. So it's time to birth signs. It's time to birth wonders. It's time to birth salvations, healings, deliverance, and the prodigals coming home. It might be uncomfortable. It's going to be painful. It could be lonely. You might feel like you're in a wilderness and that there's no one around you. But the trade of it is that the outcome is so worth it. Would you give up your child for any reason? Would you betray your child for any reason? Would you withhold anything from your child for any reason? You wouldn't. That mama bear comes out of you and you are going to be there for your child. The heart of the Lord is even greater than that for us. And where we see uncomfortableness, where we see wilderness, when we see loneliness, he sees his love being poured out to us to form and to fashion in us what is needed so that we can do what he placed within us before the foundation of the earth was formed. We're all part of that. It's not just me. It's not just Pastor Faye. It's not just Pastor Kim, Pastor Tim. It's not just Tracy. It's, just, it's not just Debbie. It's not just Pastor Suzette. It's not. It's all of us. We are interconnected. So what you do affects me and what I do affects you. So if I'm hungry, it draws on the hunger in you. If you're hungry, it draws on the hunger in me. But if I'm passive and I don't care, then that spirit can jump on me. If you're passive and you don't care, then that affects me. We are interconnected. There are none of us that is a lone ranger. And the enemy tries to make us think we are. That's how he can make us abort the destiny, the plan, the purpose that God has for us. Because we get in those lonely places that aren't really lonely. It's just the Lord bringing us aside so he can speak to us and he can form that thing in us and fashion that thing in us that gives us the backbone and the understanding and the wisdom and the insight to go into these territories and to birth what needs to be birthed, to press and to push in whatever way we need to be, to be bold and authoritative and say, I will not stand for this anymore. But if we're not willing to go to those places aside just like Jesus drew aside then he doesn't have time to fashion those things in us I've often heard myself say that I, I, I felt like that I've never really fit in anywhere because from my very youngest memory I have known that there was a God that loved me and I have felt his wooing and his drawing. Even in my most rebellious days, I would not do anything to defame the, the word of the Lord and his testimony in front of people that knew I was the church girl. So they called me a Christian even though my heart was black and if I, I would have hit hell wide open. But there's always been that drawing and there's always been that pulling. And because of that, I never felt like I fit anywhere. 
because so many times I couldn't find anybody else that felt like that. Or maybe they felt like that, but they weren't willing to express it. Here's the things I heard. Well, you know, you can't be so heavenly minded that you're no spiritually good. Or, you know, you're a goody two-shoes. You really need to relax. You're too religious, you know. Just just do the, the stuff and, and just let all of that other stuff go to the side. But there's always been something in me where I just wanted to come and sit at the feet of Jesus, where I wanted to hear his voice. Even as a young girl, I would read the word of God and I would see where it said that miracles would happen, that people would be healed, that people would be set free. I can remember as a kid when I would sit there with my Bible trying to figure out the Holy Spirit. I didn't understand everything I wanted to, so I would just look up every verse and I'd say, maybe if I read this verse, I'm going to understand more. Maybe if I read this verse, I'll understand it. Maybe if I read this verse I'll understand it and I never had that understanding but what I didn't know was that God was putting all that stuff inside of me he was putting that stuff so it could germinate and take root and at the right time he would apply the water of the spirit so that it would come and it would bear fruit and it would bear good fruit and it would bear much fruit and that that burning in me I told my friend the other day I said I don't want I don't care anymore everybody else can stay where they are if they want to they can do what they want to do they can just sit in their seat if they want to they can just stay at the place that they are but I want to see a move of God I want to see his outpouring I want to see his spirit poured out in such power and in such authority that people walk through the doors and they fall to their knees under conviction or they walk through the doors and tumors fall off they walk through the doors and the Holy Spirit just erupts inside of them praying in the spirit with joy and understanding that is the move that I want to see that is the move that God has been drawn me towards since I was a little girl and I didn't even understand so I'm giving you fair warning right now I'm not going to apologize anymore for who God has called me to be I'm not going to apologize for the passion and the hunger that I have for him you can do what you want to do but you just don't pay attention to me when I'm going after God with everything I've got because I believe that his word is true I believe if he said it there's nothing that can defeat it if he said it then there's nothing that can hold back so if he said that there would be signs and wonders and that people would be healed then there will be signs and wonders and people will be healed and they will be delivered and set free and the prodigals will come home homosexuality cannot stand against the authority of the Lord God Almighty drugs addictions promiscuity cannot stand against the authority of the Lord God Almighty. I don't know if you've looked around our county lately, but this county needs Jesus. And the only way that Jesus is going to go out is if we take him there. Fill up the, the parking lots praying for people to be healed, delivered, and set free. Then they come in these doors so they can be discipled. Church, like we've always known it, is not going to exist anymore because it is time to press. It is time to push. It is time to birth a move of God like we have never seen before. Our pastors are going after it with everything they have in them. So it's our responsibility to get behind them and say, yes, I'm with you. Yes, I'm following you. You lead me and I will follow. You go and I will go with you. 
Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. So what do you need? What do you want? What are you seeking from the Lord? Is it peace? Is it freedom? Is it Holy Spirit baptism? Is it healing? Is it deliverance? Are you tired of just doing the same thing over and over again? Same old church, same old relationships, same old songs, same old results. Feel a little bit better in church, but when we go out the doors, everything's exactly like it always was. This is a time and this is a season that it doesn't have to be that way anymore. There is true deliverance in the presence of God. And God has extended his scepter to us. And he is wide open for us to come into his presence. Would everybody stand, please? If there's anybody willing to come to the piano or, or a CD or whatever you want to do. But I'm telling you, ladies, the Father has extended his scepter to us this night. Is there anyone else in this place that's hungry? Is there anyone else in this place that's ready to birth the move of God who wants to to press and push and to see the move that God has prophesied over this place for so many years. It doesn't just have to be a word that was spoken. It can be a word that is enacted. But until we get hungry enough that we are ready to do whatever it takes to activate that word. A couple of years ago, Teresa Verdecchio stood up here and she spoke words over this women's ministries and it has lain dormant because we didn't grab hold of it and we didn't press into it and we didn't push so that it could be birthed. But it doesn't mean that the word was not true and it doesn't mean that it cannot still be birthed. She said that we were going to be women of purpose and power. She said a whole lot of stuff that we don't have time to go into now. But is that the kind of woman of God that you want to be? Anaya, the rest of the young ladies in here, do you want to be a voice that shakes your generation? That is the place that God is calling us to. Anaya and other young ladies and women in this place I've been praying for you that God would mark you that he would raise you up as a voice to your generation that you would be a standard of righteousness and holiness and that there would be nothing that would ever draw you away from him but that when you entered the hallways of the of the schools where you attend that the very atmosphere would change you can be the catalyst of revival you can be the catalyst that brings deliverance Deliverance and healing and salvation to your schools, ladies, to your workplaces, to your families. That is what God is calling us to tonight. So I'm just asking, is there anybody hungry? Is there anybody hungry? Is there anybody willing to press? Is there anybody that's willing to push? If you're willing to take that, I want you to do a prophetic act. And I want you to move from where you are to up here because we're saying, Father, I am moving. I am pushing. I am pressing. I'm tired of the same old, same old. I'm not willing to stay in that same place.
place, but I'm crying out to you in 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 desperation. I'm crying out to you in hunger. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what other people think of me. It's more important what you think, oh God. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Lord, we just ask you to fall on us in a way that you never have before, God. Father, I ask that you draw us in a way that you never have before. Holy Spirit, I ask you to hover over us in a way that we've never experienced, in a way that we've never felt. Lord, tonight we're saying that we don't care what it looks like. We don't care what it feels like. We don't care what other people think. But Father, we care what you think. We care what you want. We want you to stand up, oh God. We want to do those things that are going to cause you to stand up, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that every shackle would be released right now, Lord. Those chains of heaviness, that spirit of heaviness that seeks to keep the women of God bowed down and under the, the pain and under the weight of children that are not saved, of circumstances that they don't know what to do about, Lord Jesus, of things in their marriage, of things at their workplace, oh God. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that every weight be released. I speak a spirit of freedom, a spirit of freedom, a spirit of freedom to flow through this place, oh God. A spirit of freedom in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that your anointing just begins to flow in a way that it never has before, oh God. Father, I speak a powerful release of your spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you rebaptize us in your Holy Spirit, oh God. That you fill us with power and boldness in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Father, I speak life to dreams. I speak life to visions. I speak life to words of prophecy that were spoken years ago, oh God. And because of circumstances and because of situations, it has looked like that they would never come to pass. I speak life to it in the name of Jesus. I speak a release of your anointing, a freshness of your anointing. Right now, oh God, a spirit of worship that breaks down strongholds and it destroys high towers, Lord Jesus. I speak a refreshing in the spirit of these women of God in Jesus' name. In the name of 
Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that every word curse, that every lying word be silenced in the name of Jesus. Words that were spoken against the woman of God, I bind their power and I break them in the name of Jesus. I speak a release over this woman of God. I speak a refreshing over her in the name of Jesus. I speak life to those broken dreams the dreams that she thought were dead and that would never come to pass I speak life to it in the name of Jesus we press through and we break through tonight oh God we press and we push in Jesus name we will press until something happens the move of your spirit that we've cried out for in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus healing come healing come healing come in Jesus name in Jesus name if the Lord puts somebody on your heart to minister to right now you be released to do that press 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 it doesn't matter what it sounds like looks like press into your promise right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah father hallelujah Jesus father I pray that you mark her for your glory Lord Jesus Mark her for your glory, God, that she will never be able to turn to the right or to the left because of her great love for you. Father, I thank you that you have placed within her the heart of a warrior. I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that her her room in her home will become a sanctuary where she has encounters with you where she goes in and that she just sits in your presence and that you pour out your anointing you pour out your wisdom your discernment your guidance to her oh god that she will be a voice to her generation and i give you praise for that lord jesus i say the same for rex Seller right now god raise her up as a mighty woman of god full of power and authority father i pray that you baptize her in your holy spirit that you give her such a hunger and a thirst for you that she just wants to dwell in your presence and to seek after you oh god in jesus name draw father draw lord jesus draw oh god draw lord jesus draw us to a place that we've never been before i speak release right now god release right now father release for every promise for every word for everything that she's cried out to you in the secret place god i speak release 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 to that father she is a mighty woman of god she might be short in statue but she's tall in the spirit 
send authority. I silence every lie of the enemy, every spirit that has been sent to distract her and to make her doubt your word and your promise. I silence him in the name of Jesus. And I say, be released, woman of God. Be released, woman of God. All hurt, all disappointment, go in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I speak wisdom and discernment, O oh God. I speak power and authority, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you give Elisa the eye of a seer, that she will see in the spirit, that she will understand things in the spirit that she might not even understand in the natural, O oh God. I bind every word curse. I bind every spirit of unbelief. I bind every spirit that has been sent to attack her and make her feel like she is less than. And I free her by the power of your spirit to be the woman of God that you have set her apart to be. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Release, Father, release, 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 release. The heart of a worshiper, God. The heart of a worshiper, Jesus. Everything that has tried to keep her silent, I break those boundaries in the name of Jesus right now. Every chain that has sought to keep her chained to the things of the past, I break it in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask you to go deep and you release every shackle. I say more, Father, more, Lord, more, Father, more, more, more rivers, 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 rivers of living water flow, rivers of living water flow in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for this woman of God. I thank you for everything that you have deposited in her, Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray that you continue to expand her boundaries and expand her territories in the name of Jesus. What the enemy sought to use to destroy her is only the catapult into the fullness of the spirit that you have for her and her family. I break every word curse. I bind every lie that has been spoken against her in the natural and in the spirit. We release her from the from the entanglements of those things in Jesus' name. Release, 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 release into the joy of the Lord. Release into the fulfillment of the promise. Release into your release into your purpose release into your passion your passion has not died it has not been stolen from you but father has been holding it and keeping it for you for such a time as this and we say yes and amen lord we say yes and amen hallelujah jesus hallelujah father I pray for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit, oh God. Fresh, 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 deeper, deeper, deeper than she's ever experienced, oh God, in the name of Jesus. 
Father, I thank you that you have you have been guiding every one of Allison's footsteps, Lord Jesus. Not one thing has come against her that you didn't see first, Lord. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace and I speak prosperity of the spirit, prosperity in the emotions, prosperity in the mind, prosperity in the physical, in the name of Jesus. The enemy has tried to come and to tell you that you are not enough. He has tried to come and tell you that you'll never have enough. But we bind those words right now when we break their power. In Jesus' name, we break every shackle, every chain, every bondage. In the name of Jesus, I declare and I decree this night, Allison, that you are a free woman of God free to fully walk in your destiny free to fully walk in your passion you are anointed you are set apart you are desired by the lord god almighty he has not abandoned you he has not thrown you away he has not left you to your own devices but he has been with you every moment of every day and so father i ask in jesus name for a fresh outpouring on allison right now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Father, even as she goes home tonight and is resting in her bed, Holy Spirit, I ask you to hover over her, that she will have encounters with you in the night times, oh God, in the night seasons, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that that will become her place of peace. It will become her secret place where you pour into her more than she ever thought, asked, or imagined in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I thank you for hunger, Lord Jesus. I thank you for a hungry people. I thank you for a hungry people. I thank you for a hungry people. They don't care what it looks like, sounds like, feels like, what it requires of them. In the name of Jesus, hunger be released. Hunger be released. Hunger be released in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be released. Be refreshed. Be renewed. Be restored. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We say yes and amen to everything that you're doing right now, oh God. We say yes and amen to your call, to your purpose, to your plan. We say yes and amen in the name of Jesus. Restored, refreshed, renewed, empowered, emboldened in the name of Jesus. I thank you for my sisters, Father. Pour out your glory. Pour out your presence. Pour out your anointing, oh God. Father, let each lady in here have an encounter with you that they've never had before, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. I speak refreshing on Miss Chris right now, Lord. What the enemy sought to bring in and, and to wear down, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we declare and we decree that it is only added strength. It is only added tenacity. It is only added a level of faith that would not have been forged in any other way. We say that she is the head and not the tail, that she is victorious and not defeated, that the enemy will not overcome her family, but Father, they will come through victorious in the name of Jesus. I pray for a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing that opens the portals of heaven, that brings the sound of heaven to earth, oh God, that brings the sound of heaven to earth, Lord. It releases healing, 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 healing is in its wings in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that your Holy Spirit hover over Miss Chris in her laying down, that you rest upon her, oh God, that you give her body supernatural rest, that she will be able to bear the weight of what you have called her to, oh God. I thank you, Lord, for your strength and your empowerment. I thank you for the anointing that is on her. I say more, Lord Jesus. Father, that when she lays hands on people, that that laying of hand brings deliverance and it brings healing and it brings restoration in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, Lord. 